Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy I don't like this text. It's, it's not a text that you just explain. How can Jesus being filled? The, the word being there speaks of a time that he was filled. And, and you would wonder if Jesus is God, why would he be filled now? We, we argue the text. But like I mentioned the last time, there were two types of feeling in the Bible. There was a feeling called pimplemi, which is a feeling for service. And there was a feeling called pleru, which is a feeling because you have the character of Christ. Amen. But in order to understand this feeling, I want you to read the previous verses before chapter number four to get a context for which the writer look, you know, has given his position. And first and foremost, you would ask yourself, how did Luke even not, how did Luke get this information? He wasn't there when Jesus was filled. How did he get this, this thing? All right, so if to understand the text, it starts with the word then. Some translation tells you and, which is a conjunction. You don't start the word with and or then. So we want to go back to track how Jesus was fed by the Spirit. But if you look at the text before that, you find genealogies. Amen. And they wonder, then how come all of a sudden in chapter number four, then, he was, then Jesus being filled? We have to track back again to the book of chapter number, Luke chapter number 3. Now, if you look at Luke chapter number 3, we're going to read from verse 21, 22, 23 to get the context. Amen, church. Amen. In verse 21 of chapter number 3, the Bible says, When all the people were baptized, this was the baptism of Jesus and the rest of the guys in Jordan. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. He didn't have to be baptized, but he was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. Somebody say open heaven. heaven. While he prayed, I believe that today, I don't know how many prayers we're going to pray today, but there will be a open heaven in the name of Jesus. And for those of you in this place, that looks like Heaven has been shut. There will be a open heaven. In the name, somebody say open heavens. The Bible says, and the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, descending in bodily form like a dove upon him. Oh, that was when Jesus was filled with the Spirit. Well, catch that. The Bible says, descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven which says, You are my beloved son. In you I am well. Some translation says, This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. So Jesus' baptism was the first affirmation of him being the Messiah. Amen. But the Bible says in verse number 23, that's what it says. Now, Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age, being, I suppose, the son of Joseph, that the, 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 the genealogy starts. Now, if you look at the scripture from verse number 21, 22, in verse 21, the Bible says Jesus was baptized. He came to pass, he was baptized in Jordan. And obviously, the Bible says, and while he prayed, it's interesting that we don't know what he prayed. But he prayed for something. And Matthew says it's not a lost prayer. 
it is a sinner's prayer. Jesus has those transgressions to be forgiven. Jesus' prayer actually is in Gethsemane. When he says, take this cup away from me. So when they say to him, teach us how to pray. Our father, who art in the, that's not his prayer. That is him teaching you how to pray. Amen, church. But we don't have a clue what Jesus prayed here. But one of the things we understand, Jesus prayed. If God can pray, uh, you don't understand. If Jesus can pray, a lot of times the Bible says he will leave the disciples and go to a, a, whole, a, a solitude place to pray. A solitary place. So if God, who is the creator of life, can pray, and the church snore and sleep. If God, who has no sin nature, can still pray. And a lot of times, the Bible says in, in, before his crucifixion, prayed until he was sweating blood. Ah. <laughs> the one who has no sin knows how to intercede. And we that have baggages of sin, we are snoring. But let's go through the text again. The Bible says, and he prayed that heaven was open. And, and, and I think the reason why heaven responded to Jesus' plea. We have no clue what he prayed for, but the Bible said that he prayed. And the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit descended. Now we see the descent of his spirit in bodily form. The Bible says, then there was an affirmation. Yeah, me. The affirmation began before his ministry started. We don't do it the other way around. You don't start the ministry and say, God, affirm in the process. No, you have to be affirmed. And after affirmation, you have to go through some wilderness. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit affirmed publicly, this is my beloved son. Now, I have no clue how uh, Luke received this revelation. Whether that was a man who spoke on behalf of a prophet, behalf of God, or that was an audible voice. But we know that the Bible says that God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the Bible says in 2023, 20 now Jesus himself began the ministry at 30. Now, 30 years of age is not the criteria to start ministry. But Jesus, who is God, had to wait for an, a public affirmation of his assignment. Amen. Amen. We don't know where you're coming from. We don't know where you're going. We don't know who trained you. We don't know who spoke to you. And all of a sudden, you're starting a ministry. Let me say it again for those of you to hear. There is no public affirmation. There is no father's affirmation. There is no leader's affirmation. There is no one around you. We haven't tracked your record. We don't know how you responded to rebuke. We don't know how you went through the process. We don't know how you came to church early or come to church late. We just woke up one morning. Apostle, I have a ministry. And a lot of times when we put things in place to check you out, to get offended. Paul says to Timothy, be careful of those that you endorse in ministry because if they sin, you sin. So even Jesus, who is God, had to wait. Do you know how I see Jesus sometimes before he was 30? Just imagine Jesus at four or three. You know when you have this, they call them stubborn too. <laughs> or terrible too. You can imagine Jesus at two. The man wants to bath him, he'll just be flying like Superman. <laughs> at a point in his life, the Bible said that he, he was teaching at one of the synagogues, and he said, we've been looking for you. I'm on doing my father's, I mean, he knew. How come the Bible said he's now being filled? I mean, come on. He's been, he's been born from birth to 30 years old. Now the Bible says he's now being filled. The feeling came after the affirmation. He did not hear what I said. But what kind of feeling is this? It is not a feeling for his character because that is play rule. The play rule comes by identification. 
It is a feeling for service. This is where his service begins. Are you hearing? So all this while, Jesus was not doing his service. So after baptism and public affirmation, now the service begins. Now it's an, we call it the anointing for work. Listen, it is very, very important to distinguish the anointing from service. You can be anointed, but you better put that thing down and sit down. The anointing doesn't validate ministry. You can be as anointed, speak in tongue, cast all the demons, but sit down. Anointing is not service. Jesus was anointed for birth, but had to sit down for 30 whole years. Are you here in church? A lot of people will leave their church. Oh, I'm leaving this church because I've, got, I've called the pastor. No, pastor is helping you. Are you hearing? The question has heaven affirmed your ministry. It is not five chairs and four likes I'm talking about. It is not repository thread. It's heaven affirming you. There were so anointed, so many anointed but unprepared. Listen, we preach so poorly the ten virgins. The word in the Greek is the word kataskauzo, which means ready. Ah. Do you all know, sorry, prepared. Do you know the ten virgins were all? They were all ready. They were already waiting for them. They were, now, listen. The church is always a virgin. They, they were the church. They were all virgins. They were ten virgins. And they have done nothing wrong. Are you here in church? They are not unbelievers. They are Christians. They all, they all have oil. But five were only wise. Not because they know the Bible. They were only wise because they had extra oil. That word extra is the word etiomos or kataskauzo, which means prepared. Are you here in church? I'm ready, apostle. Are you prepared? I'm ready to start, but are you prepared? I'm ready to start, apostle, in a few days ago. I did a live on social media and I got five women. Get that? Are you prepared? When the storm of life comes, can you stand? Yes, you're ready, but are you prepared? Do you have all it takes? You know, one of the things that social media will do, hear me. Social media will make you feel like you have supporters. <laughs> until you start the ministry. Just start to support you. Those ones are the ones you fear. Just start. Wherever you go, ah, your God will be my God. Your people will be... No, once you start church, you start telling you, uh, our church doesn't finish on time. So uh, I'm, I'm praying for you. But they, they encourage you to start. So the Bible said that Jesus' ministry, even though Jesus is God, he had to be prepared. Now listen, Jesus had all the power. But his authority has to come from the Father. <laughs> so the Jesus who is God who I taught in the synagogues and the temple Bible says at this moment now there was a public announcement of his assignment this is my beloved son and you will see in a moment how the devil will try to want to counter listen sometimes the devil will tell you what God has told you so that what God has told you looks like a lie because we think that the opposite of Satan is God are you hearing me? Sometimes he will remind you 
what God already told you, because in your mind, they're opposite. So that what God already told you looks like, oh, God was lying in the first place. You will sit in the scripture. We might do a bit of Greek, Greek study today, but I'm not sure about it. I don't want to scream today my voice. Now you understand. So if you go back to chapter number four, it says, then, then Jesus being filled with pleres. The word pleres is a, com- it's a, a comparative participle of the word pimplemi. With that Jesus is being filled for service. This is where his ministry began. Are you hearing me, church? This is where his ministry began. You know, a lot of people come to me and say to me, Apostle, Apostle, I've prayed. The Lord's telling me to start a ministry. And I tell them, ministry is not about you preaching. No, that's the, I say, that's the easiest thing in ministry. Ministry is you carrying their demons home. You haven't even covered yourself enough. Now you want to cover people you don't even know. So when they beat you like the, the sons of Siva, that you call Skiva, you say, Apostle, I don't know, I'm having warfare. The problem with a lot of people is that you inflicted warfare on yourself. Because it carries something you're not ready for. Do you know the, do you know the burden of ministry? It's not preaching on the pulpit and speaking Greek and Hebrew. It's not. It's screaming until your voice is gone. It's fighting people's demons because you, you rebuke them on Sunday. They come to you on Monday. You think the work is here? This is the easy part. Nah, it's the easy part. Come to church on Sunday. And pre- this, is the, this is nothing. You see me sweating? This is nothing. It's when I go back home on Sunday, I can't sleep. That's how I've seen these ugly demons that say, you messed me up in the daytime. Now it's to fight you. You want to do ministry? <laughs> you see it? Anyway, let's, 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 let's go. Mm. And then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. Now, it was in the Jordan that he was baptized. Amen. Returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This is called the process. Be very careful who leads you into the wilderness. Sometimes it's not God. And that's why you have to be careful. The difference between, between long-suffering and suffering long. Long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit. Suffering long is the consequences of your poor life choices. When you make some poor life choices, you expect God to turn it around for you. Sometimes you suffer for the thing that you do. And it's not God. It's repercussion. For the poor life choices you make, you need deliverance, not process. You don't need strength. God, take me through. No, that's God deliver me from this mess I did. No, God, take me through this process. Not a process. It's a repercussion of poor life choices. Are you hearing me, church? The Bible says that, the Bible says that he was led by the Spirit into the... The Father affirmed him in chapter number 3. The Spirit now leads him into the wilderness. And I think the reason why we need to understand the scripture is because every one of us as believers, we have to go through what you call the wilderness season of our lives. And the wilderness season is not a nice thing. We don't like it. Are you here in church? We don't like the, I don't like to stay there because it's tiring. It's, it's too much to handle. And sometimes you're like, God, but why me and why not? But the Bible says that he was led by the Spirit into the... Who wants to go to the wilderness after this prayer today? Do you want to go? Okay. We're going to pray for Brother Aaron today to go through. We, we say bye-bye. We love on you and say go. Okay? Bible says this. Bible says he was led by the Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the... So a lot of times with the finest in Scripture, you are led because you are led by the Spirit. But very careful that the Spirit of the Lord is the one leading you. A lot of times it's your flesh leading you. A lot of times it's your flesh telling you to fast. 
you must understand, I'm going to say this in a moment. The danger of fasting is not how you begin, but how you end it. Let me say it again. The danger of fasting, you can actually die breaking off your fast. There are things you have to understand after the fast, especially a long fast. You don't just break drinking Coke. Once you're able to go through day one, day two, day three, your body, for some reason, goes into a shock mode that responds to, I'm not going to eat for a while. You can actually stay from day four, day five, day six without eating. Be very careful how you break your long fast because your body has come into a shock. By the time you go into taking some stuff that is not in a new environment, it has a way of messing up, shutting down your entire body. But I'll come to that in a moment. The Bible says something, and I'm not a, I'm not a scientist here. The um, Bible says that he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, being tempted. He was led by the Spirit, but tempted by the diabolos. Being tempted for 40 days. Uh, let me say it again. Some translation tries to... T- I, I, I'll explain some of it. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing afterward. When they had ended, he was hungry. I'll come in a moment. Being tempted, the Bible says, being tempted for 40 days. I will say something, you come to your own conclusion. I'm not, a, I'm not here to argue my points. Most of your translation would tell you he fasted for 40 days, right? Which, who told you that? We hear that he was tempted for 40 days. Okay. We understand that Moses was specifically 40 days and 40. But in Jesus' position, we did not hear he fasted for 40 days. What we see that he was tempted for 40 days. Now, if we agree that he was tempted for 40 days, or he fasted for 40 days, it meant that from the day he entered the wilderness, he was tempted all through. But could it be possible that he spent more than 40 days there, but was tempted for 40 days? (laughs) We'll read in a moment. The temptation was for 40 days. The longevity of his fast, we don't know if it was 40 or 41 what the scripture was showing us that for 40 days that's 6 weeks is that 6 weeks or something? just another 6 weeks the devil was tempting Jesus now you might say well he was actually there for 40 days which could make sense well, that could mean that from day number 1 that he got into the wilderness he was tempted all through the last day but from what we see in scripture the bible says in verse number 2 being the word being carries a genitive case, which means it's a present continuous. He was tempted every single day. You can imagine Satan tempting Jesus every day. And fasting, by the way. But I want to ask you a question. You know the story already. How can the devil tempt you for three days, but we only saw three temptations? How can the devil tempt you for 40 days, but you only read three? So it meant for 40 days, you didn't tell them three times? Are you following me, church? It was three temptations for 40 days. How did that happen? Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. So from this scripture, in your mind, you would think that Jesus was fasting for 40 days. But what the Bible is telling us that Jesus was tempted for 40 days. Are you hearing, church? That the Bible says, And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, 
when they had ended, he was hungry. I'm not a scientist here. I know that he fasted for 40 days. I don't know if he drank water. I don't have the point to prove. But if Moses did not drink water, let's keep going. The Bible says, but be tempted for 40 days by the devil. You know, a lot of times for, for us in this place, we feel like, Apostle, I'll be going through some stuff. You know, you are fasting for 40 days, but nothing is shaking. You're fasting for one month. Nothing is shaking. It looks like the more you fast, the more the problem. The more you spend time in solitude, the more the problem. A lot of us will just keep up and say, what's the point? Every single day that I try to fast. And I understand that because the Bible said that Daniel, from the very first day that he decided to seek the face of the Lord, God heard him. So if God can come through the first day, hell can come through the first day too. And that's the reason why you want to fast. Be very careful. You know, in fasting, you don't just fast. I'm going to fast tomorrow. In order to fast, there are things you have to put in place. Call your friends. Tell them for the, one, for the next one week. Sorry, my phone is, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on D&D. Do not disturb me. I don't want to know when my split. Because guess what? Sometimes a phone call can take you out of the incubation. But the Bible says that, you know, afterward, after the thing, he was hungry. And, and this is why I love the book of, book of Luke. Well, Luke is a physician. And he said that Jesus was practically hungry after the fast. And as I try to look at the scripture, I want you to be very careful, ladies and gentlemen, hear me. A lot of you have gone into fasting and became hungry for the wrong things. Hear me. Hungry for fame. Very hungry for the wrong things. And you have to be very careful what kind of hunger. When people say that we are hungry for God, what kind of hunger? Are you really hungry for God or you're hungry for your name to be known as the one who moves in God's presence? Are, are, are you really hungry? Because what we have right now, people say, I'm hungry. No, no, are you really hungry for God or hungry for the fame? Or are you, or are you hungry for God or you're hungry to be the one whose name be on the flyer? Or you're hungry to be the, the move of the power? Are, are, are you hungry for your fame or you're hungry for his name? Which of the hunger? There are, types of, there are people who fast for their name. They fast for their name to be on the pulpit, on the flyer. The fast, Lord, now I'm hungry for your presence. Are you sure you're hungry for his presence or you're hungry for your presence? This thing that we call revival happening in the, the nations of the world today, we call it the great, it's not awakening, it's people who want their names on the flyers. It's not about consecration anymore, and that's why I don't understand people who pray, filming themselves. I don't know how you do it, you are praying, and you're recording yourself praying. How does that work? It is not hunger for right, oh God, give us, that's my phone. Where's my phone? Give me my phone. I'm to be on camera. I've come back. Oh God, give us the nations. Give us the, I mean, you are crying for the nations with camera on your face when your face should be buried in the ground and weeping for the nations. Give us the nations of the world with your face on the ground and your kneel on the ground crying for revival, crying for awakening. But what we have is your phone on your face. Are you being serious? Give us the nation or give us some more likes. Be careful of the hunger. When people, young people say, we are hungry for God. Are you really hungry for God? Or you're hungry to be the one that carries the move? It's about me. I'm the one bringing revival. Yeah. Or you're hungry for a rank. Because that's what we have in the United Kingdom these days. Rank. Who, is, who, who are the ranked apostles? Is that what you're hungry for? The Bible says when Jesus came out, he was hungry after the fast. 
Be very careful what you desire after waiting. Is it, is it Lord move? Is it, are you praying Lord God to move? Or you're saying, Lord God, let me be the one to carry the glory. Is that what you're looking for? Are you, are, you, are you praying for the glory of God to feed the earth? Or you are praying for you to be the carrier of the glory? Set your neighbor, be hungry. Be careful of what you hungry, hunger for. Say, be careful of what you hunger for. If anything, you are thirst for righteousness. Hunger for righteousness. So when Jesus came out of this place, he was God, but he was hungry. But I feel like in the spirit, he was hungry. And I feel like there were people here who are genuinely hungry for, hungry for an awakening in this land. And genuinely hungry for revival in this land. Genuinely hunger, hungry for mission. They, they are hungry for to see souls saved. It's not about the people in the church. It's about Christ being transformed in the lives of people. They are hungry for revolution. They are hungry for transformation. They are hungry for the move of God in the nation. They are hungry that God will move and break denominations. They are hungry that God will move and break groups and sects. They are hungry for God's righteousness to be birthed upon the nation. Revival is hungry for the move of God. Hungry for the power of God. Hungry for healing, signs and miracles. Hungry for the growth of the church. Hungry for healing to take place. Hunger for the hand of God in the church. Are you really hungry? Are you really hungry? Or you are thirsty for clout? Are you? Nowadays, we go on social media. It's not about how to impact generations. It's about me, myself. Like my stuff. Follow me. Like my stuff. Follow me. And, and, and you are build, building clouds. And, and it's not about God. It's about, it's about me and I. Apostle, we are hungry for revival. You're not hungry for revival. You're hungry for your name. You're hungry for your fame. You're not hungry for revival because your character doesn't resemble your hunger. You're not, you're not, you're not ready for revival because you, you smell differently from how you act. This is not revival. How come you're speaking fire but you smell so damp? You're not hungry for revival. Something is wrong with you. You just want to be on the camera and put a stop on your face. You like to follow some likes and do some research. We are tired of repetitions in the church. The church has lost glory because you're hungry for fame and not its name. But if I am lifted higher, I will draw me. Are you hearing church? The church to go back to the hunger of his righteousness. So we see that when Jesus had gone into this under six weeks of, uh, of fast, he came back bodily tired because he's fully God and fully man. The Bible says we don't have a high priest who do not empathize with our suffering but was tempted in all ways as we are but did not fall. The Bible says uh, that he was really, really hungry. The Bible says in verse number three and the devil said to him ah oh. and this is very important because in your hunger be very careful who speaks to you. Uh, because a lot of you revivalist enthusiasts, you're, honest, you're, you're running with voices. Uh, like I said, every time, just because it sounds like God doesn't make him God. Are you hearing church? Uh, and just because something comes from beyond the dimensions doesn't make it divine. Uh, one of the things the church has taught you over the years, uh, as long as you hear in the spirit, no, you must understand that the devil, he will masquerade himself uh, as an angel of light. Be careful what speaks to you. I am very skeptical about people who hear every day. Before you make two sentences, the Lord told me, the Lord told me. The Lord, I'm like, the Lord speaks to you every single time. It, it's interesting how the Lord speaks to you more than the apostles. Be very careful in your hunger what you, what you, what you, what, what, what voice you hear. 
in your hunger. I want to know my own. And that's the, that's the reason why the first scene in the scripture, a woman was hungry for what God gave them already. God already gave you everything but that one. Why are you hungry for the forbidden? And because of her hunger, the serpent came, the Nakash. The word serpent means, what it means? It means Nakash, it means the shining one. Satan, Satan will not come to you with horns and fork. It's called the shining one, Nakash. And that's why, it, that's why it transforms itself as that angel of light. Lord, guess what you've done? You've, you've, you've deified light because it's not, okay. Apostle, I was praying in my room and this light is just shone. You're living in sin and light is shining. It is the devil. Are you hearing me, church? I was just praying, Apostle, and this light just shone over my room, but you've been messing around for the last couple of weeks and the light is shining in your room. You need repentance, not visitation. Are you here in church? You need repentance, not visitation. Lord, give us your glory. No, look, go down and repent. Bible says that when Jesus had fasted, was hungry. Be careful of what you hunger for. But the other side as well, be prepared for what you prayed for. Because for some of you, you've prayed some prayer and God has given you the miracle on the other side. Be prepared for what you prayed for. The Bible says, and being tempted for 40 days, he was hungry and the devil said to him, if you are, now, that word if is a mistranslation, it's called a first class condition. There were four words in the Greek that is used as the first class condition in the Greek. If, wish, wish not, no, if, may, may not, and wish. The word if, there's the word since. It's only the word since because there was already a public affirmation of Christ. God already said Jesus is his son in whom he was pleased. Now, it is not temptation if he wasn't the Christ. The reason why he was tempted is it's got temptation because it's really the Christ. Are you hearing, church? So it's only temptation because it's on the affirmative. Since you are the son of God, not if. Because if would, be, would mean to prove. Since would mean because it's been proven. It's called a first class condition. There are four of them. You find it in the book of Hebrews, and that's why most of you, I did a survey on the almighty Hebrews 6. 99% of scholars don't even know how to exegete Hebrews 6. Because they use the word if, if, instead of since, since. So they write, you know, and they would say to him, and they would since you are the son of God, since we heard God publicly affirm you in Jordan and say that you is placed with you. Since you are the Christ that has no sin, he said to him, command you know, I've looked at this scripture for many years until yesterday. I stayed in my office till late. And I was God. So the devil said to him, number one, he was in the wilderness. The devil said to him, remember, he was led by God, the Holy Spirit to the wilderness, not the devil. The Bible says, since you are the son of God, command. Look at the devil telling God. <laughs> command. Somebody said, this stone. I saw a lot of commentaries, and I don't like using commentaries because a lot of times they want to mess up what, you, what the Lord is speaking to you about. But I don't know about you. I have to be very graphic when I read the Bible. Satan was saying something profound. Command this. There was a stone. Not these. That's one stone. You didn't hear what I'm trying to say. So Satan would have been with God, and he would have been tempting Jesus if since you are the son of God, command this stone. There was, there was a stone that was there. 
So it, it seems like Jesus and Satan understood the stone. Command this stone to become bread because he was hungry. The first temptation is the temptation of his body, his flesh. I'll come to that in a moment. But, but beyond, beyond that, hear me, church. This is called, we call this remez in the Hebrew. Remez is a deeper meaning that is prophetic. But hear me. Now, once you understand what stone is all through scripture, stone speaks of the kingdom of Christ that is coming on the earth. Stone is eschatological, meaning end times. It is the stone that will destroy the current kingdom, right? Nebuchadnezzar had the vision, the dream, the head of gold represents Babylon. The chest of silver represents Persia and Medes. The belly of bronze represents Greece. Greece. Greece and the thighs and the legs of iron represents in Rome. And in the dream, in the Bible says that and a stone came, not made with hands, came and destroyed the last kingdom, right? Stone. But if you look at the word bread in the New Testament, it also represents Jesus. Are you hearing church? The Bible says in Exodus 33, I believe the Bible says, and Moses said, show me your glory. And, and the Lord said to Moses, this stone, there's always a, a, a singular for that pronoun. This stone, it's interesting, the Lord said to, sit and say to the Lord, hear me church, be very careful, don't eat your future, hear me. He said to him, command the future and eat it now. The bread is for his first coming. The stone is for his second coming. In his second coming, he's coming to destroy. In his first coming, he's bread. And the devil said, if you, and since you are the son of God, it's your future. He didn't hear me. The stone that is to come, eat it now. It's your future now. And that is what the devil has done to the body of Christ. That's what he's done. Make you eat your future. You don't pray like you should pray. Everything that God has for you in your prophetic destiny, you're, you're actually eating your... Bible calls it the gods of their belly. And the reason why this is a problem, because this first temptation is the temptation of materialism. Some will tell you, use your supernatural gift to feed your belly. Oh, commercializing your anointing, Right? Then pastors that will tell you before you before they pray for you, you pay. And most of you in your wise Christian self, you will go to a church that the prophet will tell you before he prays for you, you have to pay. And, and you pay. No, 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 no. Something is not working here. That a prophet will tell you to pay. And you take your money and pay it in your future. And what you don't understand, the prophet is only telling you what God already will tell you. Are you hearing, church? They're only affirming what is in the future. And the problem with you, you are eating what they said. If you can only wait for one more day and one more week, you understand that what the prophet said would come to pass anyway. It's in your future. Matthew, you cannot wait. The, the, the world conscious. You're hungry. Just, just make this stone bread. Sell your future. Do you know that everyone who went and did blood money, all them musicians and those in Hollywood that sold their soul, that if they had waited on God and in God's timing, they would have been successful nonetheless if they had trusted God. But guess what they did? Because they are so much in fame and looking for fame, they had to sell their soul. How did they do that? They cannot work for the future. So they borrowed their, and that's why they die young. Why? Because God was keeping them in time to live a certain number of years before he blesses them. But if you take your future now, what's the point living? If God tells you you have to live for 50 years and then you make your millions from 50 and you say, Lord, I can't wait. I can't wait for 50. I want it now. By the time you pull your future into the now, you, you, you shut in your life. It's your future. 
what did the devil say to the Lord? Why not? What, if you look at the scripture, he always looked for a way to make Jesus deny the cross. Command this stone to become bread. He knew that Jesus had the power because he's been affirmed. Command this stone become bread. Does it not look like some of you in this place? You know that that thing you're doing is evil. But guess what you're doing? I'm going to do it anyway because God will forgive me. Grace. Shall we continue to live in this thing that grace may abound? We've abused God, insulted God. We've made God feel like God is a fool because we, we have a misconstruement on grace. See, grace is not just I'll do it and God forgive. Grace gives you the ability not to do it. It is grace when you don't do it. Not I will do it and God forgive. Shall we? And the Bible says, if you really, or since you are the son of God, you can do everything. Why not do this? They'll tell you, oh, you're the child of God. Why not do this? Why not, why, why not do this as a child of God? Never allow anyone to make you or force your hand to put your destiny into night. You cannot eat your future. Because you know why? Because the wilderness is a necessary phase for what God has called you into. Stop the Stop, stop, stop jumping out of the womb before your water breaks. In life, you must go through contraction. Are you hearing? You have brought your process because you are trying so hard to materialize what has a future for you. Be careful. Tell your neighbor, say, say, take your time. Everything that you will ever become, you would eventually become if you're in God. Are you hearing church? And the devil knows this. That's why he's trying to don't go through the process. Because that's what is that what defines for what was set before him endured the cross. So this is the first part called materialism. The desire for material things. Sell your soul and you'll be rich. The desire. Prophet of the Lord. Prophet, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know what's going on in my home. I don't know. My life has been going left. I don't know. The Lord has told me your problem. I know your problem. But you have to sow. Because what a lot of you call seed is called diviner's fee. You're paying a diviner's fee. It's called divination. You have, you have to sow. Because if a man of God is motivated by money, he's, a, he's served the God of mammon. And last time I checked, mammon doesn't mean money. Mammon means appetites, belly. Are you here in church? Mammon is not money. Mammon is the God of appetites. Insatiable appetite. And once you invest in mammon, you continue to again. You, it's like it's Leviathan. It's like a sea beast. We don't understand what Leviathan is. Leviathan is not, it's not like Jezebel. Leviathan is a hungry, consistent, hungry beast from the sea. Some call it a dragon. It's a spirit that always take, take, take. You never satisfy the spirit of greed. Always take, 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 take. You don't know how to invest. You don't know how to bless people. You just take. And that's why you smell in the spirit. Why? Because you don't know how to bless. That's what you call excretion in the physical. You must learn to excrete some stuff. A lot of you are so fat, so pumped up, so swollen. And just because you are fat in the spirit doesn't mean you are healthy. You are fat because something is wrong in your inside. You are swollen. Swell, swell, swelling and healthy are different things. I don't want a swollen church. I need a healthy church. We have massive churches, but no, 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 no. Let's, let's leave that for another day. Since you are the son of God, command. Do you know, I was saying many years ago, a few years ago, how I had the greatest league in America, a league of prophets. Some of you might know some of their 
their offshoots now. And the senior, call him senior, most senior prophet in America, reached out to me about 2017 and said to me, Jamie, he said, whatever you need in your life, I'm not telling you what I think. It's what he wrote me. Whatever you need in your life, just say, we'll be there for you. And you see, the devil always speaks to you when you are in your wilderness. It is at that moment you are thinking, God, when you are suffering, that's why God is silent. The devil speaks louder. Like, God, whatever I need. In this country, before I married my wife, there was a lady who wanted to, oh, that's not going to do Oh, Lord. Oh, God. I used, to, I used to run a Monday church back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I call it TWC. It's called the World Church. Back in the day, Mondays. And there was one of the ladies who, she was flying in the, every now and again from Ireland. And I was working with the lady back in the day. And this woman came and said to me, Prophet, now I sh- my wife, I sh- I sh- I've shut the church before, by the way. The Brooklyn is not the first church I've had. The Lord said, shut it down. I spot the people with prophecy. The church grew because of prophecy. No word. Prophecy. God said, that's what I've called for. Shut it down. That's why even at TBP, I'm very careful how I prophesy. I don't want to make it a main thing. Anyway, this one came to say to me, if you be, if you be my personal prophet, we have, it, we have them a lot. If you be my personal prophet, in this country, she has, has an island, say whatever you want here. And at that moment, you're looking at your bank account. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, there were times where your bank account is red. Mine was scarlet. It's even gone maroon. It's not just red. Mine was scarlet. You know when they are talking to you and looking at your back account, there's no hope. And guess what you're saying to me? Sell your future. Sell your future. Give me your future. Give me your future. Be careful of the appetite of the flesh. Be very careful. It's not just about food. Even though gluten is terrible. It's a sin. Do you know gluten is a sin? Big Mac. <laughs> Meal. Double cheeseburger. Can you please put some cheese? What kind of bread? I mean, the hard crust on top. Can I have two apple pies? It is? No, Fanta. Fanta. Yeah. Big size. Yeah. Can I have the other one? What do you call it? Um, strawberry lemonade? Big size. Right. Is that all? No, 24 nuggets. Chicken nuggets, 24. Yeah. Is that all? Yeah. Appetite. You are so hungry. And not just even food. So hungry for fame. So hungry. Trying so hard to be, I am the revivalist. So hard. I see them come online and just talk nonsense. Okay, I want to watch your live now. Go on live. They go on Instagram live and just, just, just chatting nonsense. No scripture, no exegesis, no exposition. It's just nonsense. And I, I gracefully told her one time, the apostle would be my father. I said, if you had known me, if you had known me. And, I, and this is my criteria for sonship. This is just me. I might be very strict. If your Facebook friends or your Instagram friends are more than your books, don't come to me. <laughs> I like that criteria. So you know how to be a son. Either you delete or you buy books. 
I have seen, I have seen people come to me, not just here, part of around the world, people who align with you, not because they want to learn, because they want to build on your name. On your name. Got a text from someone one time, are you such and such and such father in the faith? I said, I don't even know this person. On your name. Worldliness. Even in the church. Even in the church. We don't care about the things of God. It's always our appetite, what we want. Greed. There was one new demon. It's very new lately. It's called entitlement. I deserve to be. You know, you don't deserve to be. I deserve to, you don't deserve to be loved. It's not your right. It's a demon of materialism. It's, it's, it's ugly. Since you are the son of God, why not eat your future? And a lot of you are really doing this, you don't even know. Spending the times in things that will not benefit you. How would you have a relationship that's that's parasitic? You're the only one who pours to people. They don't pour into you. And now you're exhausted because everyone drinks from you. You are tired. If you go through your... Fr- I'm not even joking. Listen, I was saying this. I said it and I say, and my friends will not like me for this. Just because we went through the same primary school doesn't mean we have a future. We can study the same course at university. Sorry, bye. A lot of you are still entangled with your primary school teachers. Entangled with your secondary school mates. Are you here in church? Your life must reflect God physically. Since you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But of course, this stone speaks of an immediate presence, which means there is a stone in your hands now. Command it to become bread. Are you not a, are you not a, are you not a, what the other one, this one's done, those didn't worship, music worship, and music, they were hated for this one. Are you not, you have a very nice voice to sing in church. Yeah, yeah, Bonaboy is looking for a, a soprano band. Okay. Okay, let's talk. Oh, I like your peach. You know, that's a better, the video is looking for a song that will sing alto, and you can sing alto very well. Wine for me, baby, wine for me. And, and you are going there, and you're, you're a believer. Use your stone to feed yourself. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. There's an opening. In, is, is it big, 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 um, that show they do on TV? Uh, Love Island. And Christians are applying for that and say, market, that is not marketplace, that is hell. You don't know the man before, you're just kissing lips like eating yam. Just, you, don't, you don't know nobody before. And, and I asked her, I said, one time, I said, are, are these people that, that no, they, they, they met themselves there and you're kissing like this? Church people. Kissing, Aki and something, just kissing and kissing. You don't know the people at all. Apostle, it's, it's not marketplace, it's demon place. Are you here in church? Use what you have. Uh, Apostle, God has given, God has said, your gift will make, your grief will make room. That is not room, that is sure. That is Hades. It's called the pit of hell. Use this stone that you have. Use your future to feed yourself now. You have something in your hand. If I were you, I would have done that. Why, 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 why would the devil, why would it, Bible says command these command this stones to become bread. And I ask you, what is it in your hands? The prophet asked the woman, what, what do you have in your house? 
this stone. Ask your neighbor, what is your stone? You have a future. Christ's stone is his destruction of the kingdom on the earth as he establishes his millennial kingdom. So the devil said to him, to feed your appetite, to feed your appetite, eat your future. Let me say, what, let me say how, they, how they say it in later. Don't eat your seed. You may not trip where you sow, but you will always drip what you sow. Never expect a harvest if you have never put a seed in the ground. A lot of you are eating your future. What you should give to God, you're eating for oh God, Captain. Ten years we show those who give to God and those who give in, in our life. We see it. In ten years' time, we'll see the difference between those who gave God and those who ate their seed. You see it. Because those who gave God has a, they have a future. But those who hate their seed, now they're eating their seed now. But guess what? God give me, you ate it. God, why me? You ate your seed. Are you hearing church? I don't like talking about money. You, you've never given your church below, beyond 10 pounds. But you spend all your life going on holidays. It's your seed. It's your seed. <laughs> you don't understand. It's got appetites. I wish God would also calculate how he blesses us. I earn 1K. If I give God 100 pounds, ha, 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 ha. I don't know I'm going to survive. Then God will tell you, I've got the breath of hair. I want to give them, I don't know, if I give them 10%, if it will enough for the rest. If you are God, would you answer your prayers? How you treat God? If you are God, would you answer your own prayers? Appetite. Since you're the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Ask your neighbor, what are you hungry for? Command these stones to become bread. So this is actually worldliness. The desires of the world. We want to be famous. It's about the fame now. It's no longer about God and his glory. It's about who is the top, who is the best, who is number one, who is winning the chart. Back in the day, I'm not going to be wrong, I understand the business of music. I understand business, I understand, I understand music marketing. I, I did a cross on I understand it proper. But back in the day, and don't get me wrong, there's a place for Music economy. But that's also a place for spiritual songs. That's what the Bible says. Back in the day, people produced music to bless souls. Now, people produce music to look at algorithm. I mean, I mean, back in the day, people produced music for souls to be blessed. Nowadays, you're looking at marketability. Who will like it? Who will buy it? So, before we even write the song, we don't write songs that have God. We have songs that have vibes. Write songs that have vibes. No God anymore. Back in the day when people sang, we wept on our faces. Yes. Nowadays we dance to vibes. Yes. Now they ask the question, would it sell in the market? Instead of back in the day, would it reach out to souls? Songs were missional. When people sang songs, people were on the altar crying. Now when people sing songs about, oh, let, what platform? Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music. That's what we have around days. Nowadays, it's for the masses. Would they dance to the song? Whereas back in the day, would they saw call men to faith? The things of the word. Back in the day, I know. Not say I believe in paying musicians and pay them well. I believe in paying them well, well. I believe in it. I'm the pastor that say pay your pay your staff. Within your music, you can pay them, pay them. 
But where I, where I came from back in the day, and where I came from back in the day, it wasn't about the money. It was about God. I'm going to get paid, but it's about God. I'm there for God. Do you know what joy is like? Ask my wife, I will, I will do anything for musicians. Pray musicians. I will do anything for them. Pray one day. They, they love God. They pray. Not nowadays. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the greatest of the greatest. Woman of God. Man. Do you know, sir, that back in the day, if they invite you to come preach, all you do is I'll pray about it and get back to you. Do you know what they do now? Who is on the flyer? No, 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 I'm not coming because they're not my level. The day and the age where we live right now is about who? Who and what? I don't want fame. I don't want that thing. I've been nominated for awards upon awards. I can't even take it. How can we have nowadays the most, the most accurate prophet as, an award, as a category? I mean, the most, the most accurate. I mean, someone will foolishly come and take an award for the most accurate prophet. What about the most broken one? We are happy. The, back, yeah, the, 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 the most praying prophet. You, you, come, you, are, you are the most praying prophet. But how do you know you're the most praying prophet? Because the world has become about me. It's about I, the world. It's me. I, I, I want to be there. I, I, I want to be there. No longer. And I promise you, because I understand depth in music and worship. I understand depth in, I understand music to its letter T. Everything theological in me, I understand that in scripture. 90% of the song that we sing sounds good, but not worship. Most of the songs we sing are prophetic songs, not worship songs. Prophetic songs are songs that you sing to your fellow brothers to encourage them. Worship song is direct to God. Are you here in church? But we don't understand this stuff in church. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm not singing this song with you. It's me that want to be tried. How does that glorify God? I'm the one that want to be tried, but it's my own process. I'm singing the song to encourage me. I want to be tried by fire. It's me singing that I want to be tried, not God. How is that glorifying God? There are songs we sing to ourselves. It's called, Bible says, sing to one another spiritual songs. And him, do you know what him is? Him is a dimensional song from the word him, and you get the word I mean. <sighs> a woman who is a ver- when you break a hymen, something has come and blood, blood is cut. Let's leave that for another day. It's got him, him is entering a dimension. He's got him, I mean. When he break the hymen, if he's just lost a virginity. It's a sacred place. It's a song for sacred places. That's the reason why, oh God. Hymns, it's not just rhymes. These are things we used to know back in the day. The devil was never choir master in heaven. No place in scripture. He was, Bible says, he was made of the timbers. He never sang, but he was made of it. The pipes and all the organs. All God needed to do was look at Satan and be glorified. The anointed cherub who covers you get that? Who covers? Capareth. You are beautiful until pride was found in you. The root of all pride. 
it comes up with I. You know when you feel like you, you, you are quali- I'm, the, I'm the qualified one. Without me. And, and, and you, you, without me, the choir can't say, are you, are you being, you aren't. You are, you are saying without you, God will not move. And, and sometimes, well, thank God you don't, do it, you don't do it in this church. And when I hear some pastors tell me some stuff, I only rebuke her, she's not coming to church. Like you rebuke her, she can't stop coming to church. And let me help you, let me church. The mystical church is everyone born again. It's called the universal church. But for your discipleship, you cannot be an online viewer. Oh, yes. Discipleship needs a local assembly. Yes. I want to stop going to church. Our church. You cannot be discipled online. Your gift must be submitted to an accountable leader. Let me tell you what it is. No matter how anointed you are, if you are anointed, you can cast that Jezebel from three dimensions. If I tell you, sit down, sit down. I don't care who you are. You would have been casting all the demons. T- sit down. You're not ready. I cannot affirm rebellion. With no pride, we will see them. Apostle, I want to leave now. Uh, some are, oh gosh. Would you, would you release me? I never held you. <laughs> Go. You were never accountable to me. Why would I release who is not accountable? I never held you. But you see the problem? They want a public release for public affirmation. Flesh. This is called, the, if you are, you must learn to deal with your world consciousness. In this day and age, you know, Bible say that the, the, the church is founded on the mystery of the apostles and the prophet. They are the foundations of the church. Which therefore means that apostles should not be seen. They are foundations. When your rank becomes more important than your function, you fade. Apostles are under. Pastors Evangelists and teachers should be pillars. In this, in the UK, I was hearing some people say stuff like, "Oh, we are, we are looking at the most, um, the, 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 the most some, something I post in the UK. Want to nominate you?" I say, "It's not you are mad or you are high. You want to nominate me as what apostle in this land? Oh, you are. I say, you are, you are mad or you are. High. I told them to their face, you are that mad or you are high. It must be the devil talking to you." That you walk up to me and tell me you want to nominate me for an award. I haven't died enough. I'm still in my sin, messed, messed up. I'm still broken. I'm still wounded. I come to church and preach. You think all oh, is okay with me? So you want me to come out and say, I thank God because I, I, I'm going through the process still. Do, open Habakkuk. You don't even know Habakkuk in the Bible. I want to give me an award. Because we feel like this thing called Oh, the word. I want to be the word. Do you know this is there's a thing called theodomy? Oh. There is no place. I want to say very careful. I'll speak Bible. There is no place. Let's see scripture. <laughs> if I say it now, we'll start doing benediction. <laughs> the Bible says, and the devil said to him, If you are, since you are the Son of God, command these stones. 
Somebody say, I will not eat my future. I have a future. God has a plan for me. It's planned for me. He's for good. And to give me a future. So I know the plan I think towards you. A plan of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Stop eating it now. There were generations waiting. And the Bible says in verse number four. But Jesus answered him saying, It is rating. Ah, I wish you understood the scripture. When the devil comes and tells you, you know what, you better do this and do that. You better look at the devil and tell the devil, it is written. And it tells you that you are sick in your body and the doctor cannot diagnose what's going on with you. Look at him in the face and tell him, it is written. And when the court case walks against you and it looks like there is no hope for you, look at the devil and tell the devil, it is written. The word, it is written, is a one word in the Greek, it's called graphe. When we get it was scripture. We talk about Rema and Logos. Rema, the spoken word. Logos from the word, le- from the, the written word. And graphe, graphics from the word scripture. So when Jesus said to Satan, the scripture says, there is something about memorizing scriptures. It's not old school. There was something about feeding yourself with scripture so that when the devil comes at any time you have a response back you don't have to go flipping the scripture it's already inside of you that that word graphe means engraved the word have I hidden in my the word is there when the devil comes you have the word it is written it is written. It speaks to your ears. It is written. The word written is not just it's not papyrus. It's not a ink on a paper. It's an engravement on a stone. The devil cannot blow out. The, it, is, it is engraved. My future is engraved in Christ. It is written. You cannot blow me out. No handwriting of the ordinances work against me. It is written. So Jesus said to the devil, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> this other one is not in many translations. We're going to read it. But by every logos del kai fios of God. Satan said, since you are the son of God, command the stones to be bread. And they looked at the devil. It is written. I promise you that when the devil comes to you and tries to attempt you, look at him in the face and tell him, it is. Ah, ah, ah. It is written. And when Jesus was hung on a tree, and they put Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews, and they said to the king, oh, that's not what it means. And he says, whatever I have written, I have written. And I think this is an, an, an admonition for us that when the devil comes to us and tries to make us stupid, let's tell him who wrote it. I didn't write it. God wrote my future. And so if God has written my future, why should I be afraid of you? I may not look like what it is, but I will become what it is. 
Bible says, it is written that man shall not live by bodily appetite alone, but by every word. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me. It is not your food that keeps you alive. Are you hearing? It is not your food. The word of the Lord, we call the word davar. It is the word of the Lord. You don't live by bread. Your sustenance is not by food. It is not because you had breakfast, you are breathing. It is by the word of the Lord. So I've been there for 40 days because it is the word of the Lord sustaining me. You see, ever wondered why you would fast? I'm not, I'm not even joking. You would fast for 40 days or maybe some of us for five, six days and then our body acclimatizes to the fast. Do you know how you're able to go through that? The more you spend time with scripture. It's not even a joke. When you fast with scripture, you are full naturally. Man shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> you know, there was someone told me, Apostle, but I give bread works really. <laughs> Man shall not live. Your existence is not by your job. Bread is something physical. Your existence is not by your work. It's not your, your job is not what is keeping you alive. Nah. You think it's your love that's keeping your marriage. <laughs> Man shall our existence, our living is not by these physical things. But by every word that comes out of God. By every word of God. So I realize that my existence is not by a word of God. My existence is not by some word of God. My existence is the entirety of his word. Every word of God. Meaning therefore, that everything in the scripture documented as God's word has the ability to extend my life than food. See, if the more I've spent time with the Bible, now, I'm not a fundamentalist. I'm a conservative theologian. But the more I've spent time with the Bible, the more I've become more literal. I've reduced allegorism, symbolism. The more I've spent time with the Bible, the more the Bible has become more, more literal to me. The more you spend time with the Bible, the more you live. By every word of the Lord, it means that, for that if a prophet, let me tell you how prophecy works. I'll face this camera. If a prophet hears from God, now hear me, church. If a doctor says that you have five days to live, a doctor says that, or a doctor says you have five months to live, and a prophet prophesies you have, I see the Lord saying to tell you, wait, wait, wait 2023 now, right? And five is 2028, right? 2025. And a prophet tells you, I see you in the year 2050. Whatever the doctor said before is countered. Why? Because God's word has given you longevity. Are you hearing, church? The word of the Lord. And that's the reason why when you get those statements from your doctors uh, and statements from your bankers uh, and statements from whoever, you put the statement and say, I hear what you say, but by every word of the Lord, I shall not die. And I, are you hearing, church? Every word of the Lord. The word of the Lord superimposes. As I tell you, when a real prophet prophesies into your future, you cannot die. Ah, real prophecy will cancel future, future stuff, future dangers. 
if a prophet ever tells you, Delicia, I'm seeing you in the year 2051, there is nothing that can ever take your life. Are you hearing church? Because God's word has given you longevity. Anything that hell had plotted before has to bow to the word. By everyone. Do you know what? Prophecy is not predictional. Prediction is the lowest level of prophecy. I don't like it. Word of knowledge is the lowest level of prophecy. I don't have to pray to you, know your name in the spirit. I don't pray. I don't, never pray, Lord God. What's, I don't pray. Those are low level things. Word of knowledge is only an affirmatory gift. It only tells you yes or no. It's your father's name. Yes. It's affirmative. Affirm- but the purpose of prophecy, prophecy is a creative genius of God. When we prophesy, we create. So when I say, I see you in 2051, I create life. He did not hear me. By the word of God, the word was framed. Prophecy has the potential or propensity to correct the future. Oh, if you have a true prophet, but I love on them. Because a true prophet can, can extend life. I'm telling the truth. A true prophet can speak life. In the midst of death, he will come in and say, I decree has God's oracle. Do you know what oracles are? Prophets don't speak facts. We don't have facts. We speak truth. Prophets don't speak evidence. Apostle, you have a prophet. Say, keep it down. You want, you want prayer? I'm not trying to hear your problems. So when they come, Apostle, I want to see you. I said, make it two minutes. I don't want to hear your problems. I just want to release the word of the Lord. So don't say, Apostle, I'm saying, no, I have your time, but I'm more, I'm more interested in your future than in your complaints. Right. Are you hearing church? So next time when you prophesy, understand prophecy is not just prak, 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 prak. and I saw one guy prophesy and drop the mic. My students in my school, if word of knowledge is still what you're looking for, I'm ashamed. Word of knowledge? That I've been messing about and still prophesying. That's easy. Your names? All I need to do is say, Lord God, open the heavens to me. It's a gift. Without repentance, it's easy. But the quality of prophecy is your ability to shift people. Man shall not live by bread alone. Prophecy is the word of the Lord. Are you here in church? It is the word of God by every word of God. That's what makes you live. So when the devil tries to fight you, reminds him, who has God here? I decree in the name of Jesus, you can oppress my body, but deliverance is coming. You begin to speak to your mind and speak to your body. You live by the word of the Lord. Man shall not live by this physical appetite anymore. Prophecy no longer hand to mouth becomes mouth to hand. Prophecy. Do you know what that means? I speak my future. Every single day I do it when I wake up. I speak wealth, Oscar. I speak your future. I don't know about you. I wake up in the morning and go to the bar and brush my... In the name of Jesus, I speak wealth, future. Prophesy. No matter how bad it is. Because your mouth is the sickle that brings food home. Power of life and death. Never says he's the tongue of the Christian. People died in advance. Say it again. People died in advance because in the moment of their carelessness, they utter some stupid words. 
And you wonder how come he just left and didn't wake up. No, he cost himself five months ago. Be careful what you say. How can he just sleep and then wake up? No, he didn't just not wake up. Hell ran with the word when he spoke it. He forgot. And I died. Be careful, guys. Now, if Bible says, but by every word of God, it means that your life is dependent not on your food, money, but somebody say by the word of the Lord. And that is in Deuteronomy chapter number 8, verse number 3. So Jesus was quoting again. Look at verse number 5. Okay. Now we've tried to attempt your body. It's not working. Let's go to the next one. The Bible says the verse number five. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain. Who took him up? <laughs> Who took him up to the high mountain? Who took him up to the high mountain? Be careful of dimensions. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. 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 Because a lot of you like mountain, mountain move. Be careful of dimension when you have no intimacy. Very careful of what you hear. You don't have a relationship with God, but it keeps in angels. Be careful who is your host. The devil can also take you to high places as well. Mountains represent the north. It represents the clouds, their dimensions. Oh, God help me today. Apostle, I'm having angelic encounters. Are you sure? Are you sure God took you there? But what we see, see, the devil led Christ. Satan took him up. You know the problem with the church? You don't want to be led, you want to be taken. That's the problem. The devil led, sorry, the Holy Spirit led Christ to the wilderness. You don't want to be led to the wilderness, you want to be taken to the mountain. And that's the reason why a lot of believers that like these dimensions and planes without understanding the voice of God come back as demoniacs. Possessed, why? Because they've entered a dimension that you have no clue what it is. Because you don't like to be led. Or you like to be taken up. We like visions and dreams and supernatural. We don't like the wilderness training. There was such a thing called as the school of the wilderness. If you go through the school, you come out as a leader. Bible says Jesus himself was taken up by Satan. So next time you say, Apostle, I was taken up in the spirit. I'm going to ask you, who took you? Because your lifestyle doesn't resemble as, as ascension. Say it again. Your lifestyle doesn't look like ascension. The devil taking up high mountain and high mountain, the Bible says, and showed him the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Epoch. The devil took Jesus to the high mountain and showed him the kingdom in a moment of time. Now the word kingdom, Basilia, I mean, in one split second. So he took Jesus on the high mountain and showed him the kingdom. And he said to him, in a moment of time, verse number six, let's go. That's what it says. In a moment of time. And the devil said to him, now listen what the devil said. <laughs> but this is the problem with my understanding this text. If you read the scripture, you would think that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, right? But this was a mountain. And, and the next temptation will be in Jerusalem. So the question, is this still, is this still the wilderness? Is this still within the 40 days temptation? If that is the case, it meant that the first temptation was only in the wilderness. Okay, let's leave that for another time. And the devil said, go back again to verse number five. Let's see what the Bible says. The devil took Jesus. Now the Lord led him to the wilderness. Sorry, to the wilderness. The devil took him to Verse number five. 
I'll read from my scripture. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. In a moment, there were many kingdoms of this world. But a kingdom of this world will soon become the kingdom of Christ and his son. Hasn't yet, but will soon. Okay. Then in verse number six. Took Jesus to the high mountain, and the devil said to him, All this exousia, authority, I will give to you and their glory. That's what he said. For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. This is the devil's word. And the devil told Jesus, that it was delivered to him. Jesus never argued. Because it's true. Why did you hit up the tree? The man blamed the woman. Woman, why did he hit up the tree? The woman blamed the serpent. Serpent, why did he hit up the tree? The serpent took responsibility. Man shifted to the spouse. He's the wife he gave me. Why she that the serpent is the serpent he created? Serpent say, I'm responsible. The kingdom was delivered to him. Even right now, that's the reason why Christ is coming as a stone. The march of the kingdom. That's what the devil said. All this authority I will give. That speaks of pride. Self-consciousness. All this authority, I will have authority over the kingdoms. Oh my God, all I'll give to you and their glory and their splendor. My God, I've arrived. <laughs> and forth, my name is Apostle Dr. Bishop Oscar Kabadia. I've arrived. I've arrived. The devil was saying to Jesus, Look at the beauty of, the, look at the beauty of this kingdom and their glory. I can give it to you. He was actually telling the truth here. Because it's actually his own kingdom. But the truth here is that what he was offering Jesus was what Jesus would eventually that the kingdom of this world would eventually become the kingdom of his Christ. Are you hearing me? But what was the devil doing here? I will give you to whom whatever. So the devil is saying, listen, guy <laughs> listen you know what there is so much in your inside you don't have to come to that church anymore you start your own ministry now I promise you your ministry will have so much authority and glory don't, don't no the apostle leave apostle leave him I can't leave him you, huh, you you're apostle in this church I'm not going to call names but it's very funny Someone told someone to leave the church because it's more powerful than the apostle. And, and when I heard it, you know, you know when you don't know how to laugh, you don't know how to cry? You're just like... And the funny thing, I had to love the person so much. And they were insistent. And then you wonder, like, 
I don't even care about this thing. If I have my way, I'll drop this microphone and walk. And I tell the son, I say, listen, I don't get paid for this thing. I don't get cobble. In Nigeria, cobble is the smallest money. I get tired, broken, tired. Even get my own money here. I don't. And you want the glory, hogger? Come and take microphone. You think I wanna? You think I'm here for money? I don't know what comes to the church. I don't know. I never. I don't hold church. I can never taking a dime. In fact, I've given the church dimes, good, 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 good thousands of pounds. Almost give it to. I mean, thousands, almost thousands, not not sixty, not seventy, thousands of pounds. Then someone will come and tell me. I'm doing it for them. Some that laugh at them like, I wish you knew. I know of churches in this country that when the apostles, the apostles want to travel, it's the church that pay their flight. Yeah. And they, ah, it's my money. Are you hearing the church? Then someone else starts telling me stuff like, oh, I'm more powerful than an apostle. Please come take microphone. But they don't understand the reason for the anointing. You know the problem UK? I'm on camera. You know the problem UK? You don't understand honor. You don't know what honor means. You take advantage of proximity. Because your apostle and your pastor are so close to you, you feel like you can talk about them. You don't understand honor. There were people in other nations begging. Listen, I'm coming from a place, not just a week ago, people were begging just for one minute, begging. Apostle, please, one minute, I'll time myself. Begging in their numbers. In their numbers. I said, Why? I, when, I, when I leave here, treat it like a king. From the airport. To a point, I don't even share. I don't, from the airport. From the airport. I mean, I'm in a house in America. How can I be in a house in a state? Not just this time. In a state, and they have, and they have people by the post. Outside of your door. You are sleeping. They are outside waiting for you. England. Where I'm coming from, women have got bishops. I've got sons as bi- I've got seven bishops as sons. I've got about hundred apostles as sons. Prophets in their numbers. I don't ever tell you. I don't have any member of my network here. I've got a network called the Raw Network. R O A R, restoring order and righteousness. I see that. No one in the UK is part of my network. Besides, guess what? I pastor hundred over hundred and twenty pastors in the world. No UK pastor. None of them in this country. Over 121 plus. So no one in this country. It's, it's, I'm not talking about pastors. I'm talking about churches. Not the pastors, the churches. I know I'm not sure that's apostles. I, I mean, I'm talking about over 50 para churches. And when you talk, it's yes, sir. These are, these are churches with thousands of membership. They force, Americans will force a seed in your hand if you, if, you, if you fight like Bible. UK, they will tell you, Pastor, can you please, you know. This country lacks honor. And that, let, me, let me help you. When Jesus was about to feed the 5,000 and the 4,000, what did he do? He put them in ranks. We might joke, there is rank in this game. We might, in, in, in Christendom, we are all sons. But in operations, there are ranks. 
<laughs> and the, the, the worst, you can, the, the, the saddest place you can ever be is to look at someone who the Lord has called a general in the spirit and treat them like they're just nothing. People are not elevated because of proximity. There were ranks. I understand when you honor leadership, you begin to function in the authorities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi, my father in the Lord, I won't call the name now, back in the day before my apostle, non, no member of the church now is the, is the most respected preacher worldwide. The archbishop. Call his name Benson Dawson. Respect in the world. Nobody from the church took his mantle. Nobody from the church. Everyone who took his mantle were from other churches. Proximity can be the, the most dangerous thing can ever be is to take for granted prophets. Oh God. Never abuse proximity. I beg you, access. This thing called authority, the devil will puff you up and make you feel like you are the qualified ones. Are you hearing? There were, we, we, you, can, you cannot, Bible says it gave some to be a part. There were, there were, in, the, in this thing called the five foot, we know who is who. We know who is who in the spirit. I can enter a room and tell you who is the general there. It's not a, it's not a loudest voice. Sometimes the one who is the, who is the ranked one, it has, they don't say nothing. Is this cut and nail prophets? You know? You know, cut and nail, stitch prophets they, that talk loose cannon. <laughs> but so, you know, sometimes you go to a, to a green room, it's like a dark room. The devil said to Jesus, I can give you the kingdom. Be careful of people who would promise you kingdom and glory. But yet you pay no obeisance or pay no loyalty to authority. Be careful of people who tell you stuff like, no. I can give you better. Uh, Pastor, now I can give you better. Be careful of people that wants to boost your ego. Pride. Pride. You know, one of, the, one of the sad moments that we have, and I learned this in a hard way, never allow friendship steal the opportunity to honor. I have friends in my life. Hear me, I'm camera. I have friends in my life that have not, they have not received my impartation. Because they don't understand when I'm a friend and when I'm a prophet. How can you be telling up? It might be your friend. You're telling someone, oh, if you don't like my stuff, if you don't come here, I won't call you. No, he is a general in your life. There are people that don't need to come here, I'll beg them, please call me. Are you here in church? You cannot take for granted those who God has called, who God has called in your life with oil. I'm not going to call you. You didn't come in fresh. No, you need me. I know you need me. There is something I have that you need. You know, when we talk about this, people call it pride. It's understanding who you are. I'm not trying to big up, I don't do this stuff. But a lot of you don't really know your apostle. And it only pains me because I see virtue leave me in the States. Everybody pressed onto Jesus. But say one woman touched me, virtue left me. I see virtue leave. Whenever I travel, whenever I leave this country, virtue leave me. And I wonder why can't the UK take from this thing honor? You cannot drink from who you don't honor. Are you hearing? Even your friends as well. When 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 your friends have been cast together, their names have been messed up. What did you do? And they said, no, no, why did you say nothing? 
Are you here in church? Honor, not just from apostles, but honor people. Honor yourself. I'm not the only one that needs to be honored. Honor people. Guess what? There is something that someone has that you don't have in this church. But guess what pride will do? Me, myself, and I. I don't need you. No, you need them. I promise you, you need them. I promise you, you need them. This thing called life. This thing called life. You need them. And I always wonder, Lord God, why would I travel abroad and I see the prophetic burst out? And the Lord said, because they place a demand on what you have. A demand on what you have. So sometimes when I see the way I get treated sometimes here, I only just laugh. Like, are you guys being really at this time being serious? Not in the church, but in this country. Are you being serious? Not just myself, but people in general, especially leaders. But guess what the devil will do? Look at the beauty of the word I'm going to give you. You don't need your friends anymore. No. You don't need Pastor Triumph. Nah, you don't need anymore. You need someone else. That's what they will tell you. That's where you now start doing comparison with your first lady. We call it, it's another version of what you're doing. Comparison. Listen, if someone is doing what I want to, what, what, where I'm go- if someone is in the place where I'm going, I'll sow. <laughs> I will sow seed. Like you are doing what I want is to sow seed, not to start a chapter. That's what we do in this part of the world. When someone is doing what you cannot do, you get jealous and then start saying some stuff. If I were you, sow where you go. You don't sow to people that have, someone runs a restaurant, put money in their hands and take, take money. I'm sowing to your future. I'm sowing to my future. People think I'm, a, I'm generous. I'm not generous because I have money, you. No. I know what I'm sowing to. I know what I'm, I'm investing. As I give you, God gives me back. Hmm. You don't understand what God is doing here. But that's what the devil will t- try to tell you. Make it feel like you've arrived. We haven't arrived. We are still in the process. Every one of us here, we're in a journey. And what the devil would make you feel like you, you, are, you are the best of the best. You are the, you're the best singer. If I, if I don't come to rehearsal, they, they, they are, they're not done. God doesn't need ad lib to move. It is not syncopation and harmony that moves his hands. A broken, contrast, broken spirit, contrast spirit. That's what moves God. When you become an eye factor, you see, when you feel like you can, you can, you can disdain God and church, it's, a, it's an express way to hell. Turn to the next verse. Let's finish now. The Bible says, I will give to whomever I wish. So the devil can give power and an authority to whomever he wishes. That's what the Bible says. I will give to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me before me, it will be yours. If you can just worship. Just Pay your basins. I'm going to give you. Just give me the glory. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you everything. And that's what a lot of us do. Give Satan glory. When Satan becomes more prominent in your life than God. And we've, we've done that in our ignorance as well. You know, I said this to the church. I, I was online. I'm going to say this for, I, I know I'm, I'm going to end now. Hear me. Amanda and Delicia. If we, you're leading worship, right? And as you're leading worship, let's say Sophie begins to levitate. Why you say, mm? See the reason? 
You said, mm, because in our mind, we've already given to Satan. Are you here in church? When something don't fit and mold, we demonize it. So, so I say, if she begins to levitate, why is it easy to say Satan than God? When God says, you will do greater things. And that word, greater things, makes us to Kai, which means in quality and in quantity. Which John writes that there were things that Jesus did that don't even recommend in, in scripture that if you were to put it out, it would have been more. So my question, why would someone do something supernatural and we call it demonic? Just because you don't understand it doesn't make it demonic. There were supernatural encounters in church that would believe that Jesus did that was not documented in scripture. And guess what happened? Come to the keys. Guess what happened? Because in our mind, our natural disposition is to say, hmm, that's demonic. Guess what we've done? Give him Satan glory. That's what we've done. Guess what? There is an organization that functions in the supernatural in the world. Want to know their name? Marvel. They create objects that fly. We watch the movie, but when the child begins to function in that dimension, we call it demonic. Superman. Batman. Oh, it's a they're on the, they've tapped into their realms. So, so Satan can levitate people and God cannot. When God collapsed time for Philip to overcome a chariot, do you know what we lack in church? We don't like healing, we lack miracles. What we have in church is recycled death eyes, death eye, no death hair, hair, blind eye, see, death, rise up. That's the only thing we have in church. In church, we are happy. Oh my God, he raised me. That's, it's miracles. Oh my God, he was deaf. Now I can hear. We recycle healing, rather. Healing. Oh my God, he was blind. Now I see. No, we are, we are tired of recycled healing. We want to see miracles. We want to see people. Do you know, do you, God, God, how can a man pray and say, by my word, there will not be rain? Or Joshua says, son, stand still. But if I do it now, if I said rain, stop, you call it, oh, it's the demonic power. We have subconsciously given Satan credit. That's what we've done here. Subconsciously. Who told you that? There were th- who told you about things? Who? <laughs> the miracles? That all you did was to look at the job, it's 120,000 pounds to apply. You got no degree, God tells you to apply, you apply, they invite you, you get a job. Miracles, no interview, you just get a job. No interview, no qualification, you just get 120 grand. Miracles, we know that because what you call miracles is actually healing. Oh, Pastor, we came to church, he was blind, now we see he was deaf. Now, that's what we do, recycling the same thing again and again, we're excited. Whereas when, when Marvin, we are praying, and all of a sudden Marvin is just maybe levitating or doing something in the spirit uh, and just saying some stuff, like, oh my God, hold him, hold him. It's a demon. The church has been told to suspect everything outside the box. When people begin to do, who told you that they can't lead worship and there'll be a physical cloud here? Who told you? That they can't lead worship and we see the, the you see rain in the house. And my friend Jordan was preaching in Brazil. The ceiling was roofed up. It was preaching. Rain dropped in the, 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 the it, it, rain dropped. It was pre- rain dropped. Ceiling was sealed. Miracles. 
We are doing this um, thing here. We are thinking dimensions in God. But guess what we've done? Guess what we've done? When someone wants to become a pathfinder in that dimension, the church is quick to shut them up and demonize them. That's a demon done. That's a demon. No, that is someone stepping us out of the box. When Jesus says, Greater things shall you do. Mega sky means greater in numbers and greater in quality. The word, the word tassen, which means to go above. You know, you know, you want to know the problem with us here? You are only doing miracles in the Bible. And the problem with that is that John writes in John 20, 22, that Jesus performed miracles that if he was to write it, the world would not contain it. Meaning, therefore, there are things that Jesus did that he wants us to do even greater. But because we cannot do it, because we don't see it, we don't do it. The question is this again. Why is it easy to attribute miracles to Satan? Do you know that even in the world of knowledge, that people suspect it because you're precise? I, I, I mean, how can God speak to a prophet you then you suspect them? You, speak, you call them some people in their farm. They say, oh my God, it's an obi man. I don't, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you're telling me that Satan can show and God cannot show. People suspect prophets with precise word of knowledge and say, it's the devil. Why is it easy to give it to the devil? The devil creates nothing. And what we've done, oh God, I'm going to end at 7 o'clock. What we've done is give it to the give it to Satan. Therefore, worship me and we've worshiped Satan with that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Do you know, do you, do you know miracles? Miracles? It's not healing. It's, it's the gift of the Spirit. The Bible calls it in 1 Corinthians. There's healing and there's miracles. Miracles? Miracles? <gasps> miracles? Miracles. I've, I've seen miracles. I've seen miracles. When God, I've seen, I've seen, you wanna, you wanna, I've, I want to tell you a miracle that I've seen with my eyes. I've seen a miracle of a car tank. I saw it with my eyes. A car tank that was not even at like quarter of the tank from Edinburgh to London. Did not buy, buy petrol once. Quarter the tank. Miracles? I'll show you miracles. I'll show you miracles again. It was in America. Someone coming all the way to Florida from LA. We spoke in one hour. She was meant to lead worship. She was there. We spoke. We spoke. And she was running late. That's what she came. Before the church, we were speaking, they were arranging. Before the prayer finished, someone in LA came to Miami. We were on the phone for at least 45 minutes. When I was on the phone, she was taking a taxi. I'm talking about about seven, six hours journey. She hasn't gone been to the airport. She was a just apostle. I'm taking a cab from a taxi to the airport, from the airport to check-in, from check-in to baggage reclaim, from baggage reclaim, then took an Uber for 45 minutes. When God could collapse time for your sake. Miracles. Miracles. God, because of you, will collapse time. Miracles. Miracles. I'm telling you, church. But guess what we've done? We've said, oh, Satan. Oh, I don't believe you because... When you don't understand the dimensions in God, you will demonize every encounter outside the box. Finally, the last one. Therefore, if you worship me, say, I will not worship the devil. That the Bible says, and Jesus answered and said, Get behind me, Satan. 
For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and on him shall you? On him shall you serve. Not him and your spouse. Not him and your pastor. Only him shall you serve. Finally. Then he brought him to Jerusalem. This is the last part. I don't understand these transitions. Because if you look at the Bible, you might think it's actually the wilderness. From the wilderness to the mountain, from the mountain now to Jerusalem. Is this still the temptation though? This is Jerusalem. And the first part, bread, speaks of your flesh. The second part, glory, speaks of your pride. The last part, Jerusalem, speaks of your spirit. Hmm. Jerusalem. He brought him to Jerusalem. Now, you can imagine the, the devil bringing Jesus. The devil will always bring people to church, but he won't let you hear the word. <laughs> I will show you again how the devil is a mastermind in scripture. All this while, the devil never quoted the scripture. Who was quoting? Jesus. Now, let's see the devil quote the scripture. When it comes to your spirit, that's the most sensitive part of your being. He will bring Bible. The Bible says, then he brought him to and set him. The word to set him, it means to place. To place. That's the word if you use the word something as peace. You know, sometimes you use the scriptures as RNA. So it set him. I would say set him on the pinnacle of the temple. Now it's not temple. Our bodies are temples of the Lord, right? And the whole idea of temple, it speaks of our devotion to God and our worship. Now, you've spoken about the bread, your body. It's spoken about authority and glory, your soul, your self-righteousness, and then the temple, the spirit. The Bible says, and say to him, since you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. At the end, for it is written. Just because, be very careful to discern the doves and the snakes. Just because they can quote scripture, doesn't mean they are sent from God. <laughs> the devil used what Christ was using. It is written. These two times, God was Christ was defending himself and say, "It is that he said, for it is written." <laughs> the devil knows scripture. Well. It says, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. We serve a God who is able to keep us from falling. <laughs> Just fall from your faith. We argue about eternal security. Can you lose it? Can you not lose it? Just fall. You don't have to hold it. Just fall. You don't have to repent just for. The Bible says, He shall give his angel charge over you. And in your hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. The temple was trying him. And this is the last part. And Jesus answered and said to him, Look at, go to the next verse. Okay, Jesus answered and said to him, we'll go back again, sorry. Jesus answered and said to him, what is this? <laughs> the devil, Jesus for the first time said, it is written. The second temptation, it is written. This one that deals with the spirit, he said, it has been said. 
It is not just written, it was said. All this while, it has been written, the logos of God. Now it has been said, the rhema of God. It has been, not today, said that before the foundations of the word, that the question is said, it has been said, you shall not tempt. This is in Deuteronomy 6, verse number 16. Hold on. All the, trans, all the times it is written. Now he said to Satan, it has been said. Therefore it means that there were some things that God wrote and there were some things that God said. If God has said it, it is possible to get wrong translations from written words. We'll fight today because of hermeneutics. Different translation. But if God says, it has been said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Go to the next verse. It has been said. Now when the devil had ended every temptation. Hold on. Remember it has been said. All this way it was written. But when it comes to the spirit it has been said. This temple side has been said. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. But all these from time we are temptation. But it's interesting. This is the temptation that was said. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me. In your spiritual walk with God, one other thing the devil will try to tell you is try to make you feel like, you know what? You don't qualify and you're going to mess up. Tell the devil, God has said. Are you here in church? Say, God has said. And, and this is the part I talk about your security in Christ. He has said that he is able to keep me from falling. He has said that I am a light to my word. He has said that I am the head and not the tail. The Bible says that when the devil has ended every temptation, catch this what he did. He departed from him. I've ended with this. The devil never left him. The right translation there, what you find as opportune time, someone will tell you another time. You never get a one-off temptation. Whenever you pass, see, your life is like a college degree. The first year, it tempts your flesh. You come out with an A. The second year, it tempts your soul. You do very well. Your final year, it tempts your spirit. And now you think, I know, I've graduated from temptation. It's waiting for you to take a master's course. You're going to come up for your master's. Once you pass it, then your doctorate. Then you pass it, then your prophet. The devil keeps tempting you. Let me help you with this. For every new level, there is a new devil. Every time God takes you to another level, there is a higher temptation. Temptations have been great. It starts from your flesh, then presses through your soul and enters your spirit. Have been great. Now you've dealt with the devil here. It's going to come back again, but we'll come back with something worse. The Bible says if a demon is cast from someone, it goes about dry places looking for seven more wicked. If you find the house empty, it comes back and cash this church. 
your soul, your spirit, and your body are consistently under attack. Are you here in church? And the devil really has inflicted your body, inflicted your soul, and your spirit. Inflicts your body with all forms of sickness. Inflicts your soul with all forms of mental issues. Inflicts your spirit with spiritual laxity and tiredness. Say it again. It will inflict your body with all sorts of sickness. Inflict your soul with all sorts of emotions. And then your spirit with spiritual laxity. And I don't know who we hear in this place the devil has spoken to. But there was a word we have from the Lord today. That he will speak to your physical body. He will speak to your soul. And he will speak to your spirit. It is written. And guess what? Whatever is written cannot be unwritten. Do you believe that, Delicia? That whatever is written cannot be, cannot be unwritten? You believe that? I believe it for you as well. Amen. That for whatever, for whatever is written in your life cannot be unwritten for you. That the, give me, hold me your hands. That the table that you're meant to sit on and dine with, that you will not be displaced. That whatever has been written for you and the great grace that is coming upon you not many days from today will not be displaced in your life. That whatever is written, is written that you indeed will be called the blessed of the home. Whatever is written, is written. In the name of Jesus, your body, your soul, your spirit man, all saved and kept blameless until the coming of the Lord. Whatever is written for you, is written in the name of Jesus. Man of God, the word of the Lord for you in the days to come. I know I'm going to give this word quickly. The Lord will cause you not just to gather young people. I the Lord said to tell you, it's time to start planning for big. I see a breaking of the borders and the doors. The Lord says for you, it's just a gathering. Of, I hear the Lord call, he call it, calls it a movement. But it's not just a movement. God is using you in Northampton and beyond Northampton and beyond to gather even people that you never thought would come through to you. There were those who had known you and known of your name in time, but I see you setting up almost like a camp or campus of praying warriors. I see like a praying gathering. I see something prayer. It's so radical in prayer. I don't know. It's almost like seeing you watch Pastor Danso and looking at the prayer stuff going on in Ghana, Empowerment Center. And you are saying stuff like, God, I want to mobilize praying people. The Lord is going to call people to you that will walk with you. I see a people coming down from a church, not too far from your house or from your church. And then they are saying, mobilize us to pray. I see an extension of prayers coming to you. But you are traveling to Europe. It will not be far from now. And you'll be giving the microphone to pray over a territory or a region. God said to tell you because of your obedience, God is going to open up doors for you and doors to you. I see not just young people. I see the miraculous happening. And you'll be crying to the Lord for the prophetic. You know, you'll be crying to the Lord for the prophetic. And I know that you're a pastor. I know that you're pastoring the people. But the Lord is going to give your voice expression in the days to come. And I know you are here not just for what you get from what, but you are here for an impartation. And I speak as God's prophet and I decree that in the name of Jesus, that the seed you've sown in the ground, I prophesy in the name of Jesus where others have failed, you will come out with excelling colors. I prophesy that the regions will hear your cry in the name of Jesus. The north, the west, the east and the south. I see young people gather, but God is calling even the aged ones that you are covered because you have a word in your mouth. The prophetic is strong in your belly. And God says to release his impartation. So I prophesy even double impartation in the name of Jesus. You will not fail, but you will even enter more dimensions in God. I decree in the name of Jesus that grace upon grace. Yeah! 
grace upon grace where others fade you will rise up in the name of Jesus you will rise up in the name of Jesus you will rise up in the name of Jesus I decree and I prophesy that this is your day this is your season of the overflow God says to tell you stay there Obed, dead dumb even something bigger than Obed he says ah. something bigger than Obed he said Obed the one who carried the ark the dead dumb that carried the ark for the Lord said that because you've knelt on the ground and even lifted your hands in affirmation of what he has for you I'm going to speak as God's prophet today and I'm going to prophesy because the call is on your life I decree in the name of Jesus in the United Kingdom and the nations of the world I decree and prophesy that the Lord will gather them in your numbers and the Lord will stir up in your inside I see an activation in your spirit I decree and I prophesy that you will stir up a revival even in the mid midlands 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 yes uh, i decree even in your days of prayer the lord says to remind you have i not spoken to you see the lord would you not hear what i've spoken to you for the days has come upon you where your eyes will capture the revelation of the father and your mouth will speak many wonders open for these are the days that has come that you even walk on these realms of glory you shall speak these words and none shall fall to the ground for i will cause you to be an eternal excellence she shall arise here the Lord yes you shall arise here the Lord and I hear your conversation in the spirit and he wept and said Lord I want the authentic you said God I want the authentic in your conversation with God you told God it's not the money I'm coming from Coming all the way from North Farm to you say, I want what he has. Sa Fedida and Diga. Farando so fedida de Fanny and Anto Sopadia. Feliketendicata Sata. Contundigadis of the day. I want what he has. Even double measure as you can receive. I pray these nations will open up to you in the name. I decree her more impartation, more than you can drink. The nations will hear your voice. England, the United Kingdom, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord to open up Ireland. Do you Ireland? I had doubling. Doubling is opening up to you. See the Lord. I will cause your voice to break for the nations of doubling. And Ireland, God said you shall even speak word the word. It is on you today. I decree and I prophesy as much as I have and more than I can give Lord I impart him today in the name of Jesus I impart him today in the name of Jesus even more in the name of as much as you can drink I decree and I prophesy this nation will hear your voice on this day because you've checked the heavens I prophesy in the name of 
you never saw this coming today but the Lord says to prophesy I prophesy and I decree in the name of Jesus that from this day and spot I prophesy every hard labor that I went through in ministry it will not come now your dwelling but I decree open up UK in the name of Jesus If this is all I do today, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your son. I see you carry the ark. And because you obeyed indeed, God obeyed the dumb. The ark will find settlement here. This nation, this day is recorded in heavens. This one, oh God, will not sell himself. Lord, you're raising true ones. I decree and I declare as someone you've called up, get keeper for this nation. I command everything that stands in the way of his prophetic assignment. Lord God's miracles, signs, and wonders. Uh, we shall see it in this season. We shall see it in the land. We shall see it in this time. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I prophesy in the name of Jesus that this is the day, the day, the day of many wonders. It is for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is for you, Spirit of the living God, with thank you even for this house and this time we thank you for this house and this time I'm done <sighs> Where's Elizabeth? Where's Elizabeth? Is she here today? Ah, oh, come. Elizabeth, I've never done this in this church before. Come close. I've never called out this gift before. Keep playing, sir. God. Look at me. If I ask you what your gift is, you, you, you might not tell me. You might not know what your gift is. I was going to teach on this gift before I even saw what I want to say. The Lord says to speak on it because it's been happening in small doses and you have no clue. It is not healing that you have in your hands. It is a gift for miracles. You hear me? It is a gift for miracles. Come close. Elizabeth there's a strong wave of glory for miracles that is on you I, I can feel it all over my body that even in this church we'll call for Elizabeth that we need you to walk miracles now in the house Lord I hear Elizabeth as you have spoken. Silver and gold I do not have. But I pray for supernatural impartation. Lord, I hold forth a hand as point of contact. You will feel God move right now. Don't hold it. Don't hold it. Son di gida sobre dei. 
Ranando She thinks she's called just to war in the spirit. But Lord, you will say to come upon them in the days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and the young men shall see vision. Even right now on this day, Elizabeth, as the heaven has opened for your sake, I hear the garment of healing coming upon you and in your hands shall be called signs, miracles and wonders. Even on this day, I lay hands on you and I decree a new, imp ah, a new impartation. Miracles that will cost you not to lose anyone again in your line. <laughs> Miracles that will fix things that are broken in the line before. Miracles that will change the trajectory of your family. You shall be known for signs and miracles and wonders. So I activate now Anazoporio in the name of Jesus, the gift of miracles that your mind is not inflicted. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and I declare in the name Amanda said that don't ever the Lord says don't ever hold back the word that I give you in moments of worship. There were times God said that I will stretch your eyes to see even in a time of, and, and you may not even have language for it. There were times God will show you things uh, and sometimes to be ashamed or afraid to say. And God says, daughter, I have been calling you out so long uh, to walk in this dimension of the prophetic. Uh, yes, there is the prophetic in your belly. And God says sometimes in your preparation and when you are leading worship, sometimes uh, you see angelic beings and you see supernatural encounters, uh, but you don't know how to say it. Sometimes you want to say it. Sometimes you don't have a language for it. But God says from this day as it comes upon you, there will be a strong move of the prophetic. Open up your mouth and prophesy. See the spirit of the living God. You shall no longer hear not say. A fresh activation coming upon you Amanda. You shall see in the realms of the spirit. You shall hear in the realms of the spirit. You shall know in the realms of the spirit. Open up your mouth uh, and decree to see the Lord. Uh, for I will show you greater uh, and mighty things. Uh, I see angels uh, as you begin to sing. Uh, I see gates opened. Uh, gates opened. Uh, God says, For I've given you the keys uh, to open up the dimensions uh, of the angelic in worship. Uh, open up the gates uh, of the supernatural. Uh, he will sing and he will know. Uh, fresh unction uh, is coming upon you today. Uh, fresh unction. Uh, open up your mouth. Oh, prophet of God, and release the word of the Lord. Prophesy to the west, prophesy to the east, prophesy to the north. For in your younger days, what people thought was that you, you talked too much, was you talking beyond what you can even conceive. In your older age, the Lord is saying, I'm stretching you beyond what you saw. Of Talomai, beyond your eyes and into the sight of the realms of the spirit. You will have angelic visitations and en encounters. The Lord said, don't be afraid to release what you see. Sometimes you have an image before the church. There is even a vision you saw you haven't told me yet. And that's over and the other. You're waiting for the right moment. It's like a dream. 
update your dream game. The Lord says, would I not speak unto her and she wouldn't she not hear my words? I decree even more unction as you open up your mouth and release the counsel of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Elizabeth, hear the Lord say to tell you. When you begin to walk in this supernatural dimension, there is an invitation for this realm. I don't know why I'm doing this. Lord, I impart I impart a new bubbling well. A new bubbling well. It is for you. Tonight you're gonna to have a dream. It might sound a bit scary, and I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna dream. Prophesy as you see, son of man, prophesy. In this dream, you find yourself like on a train rack, like a train station. And then the train will stop and everyone will go in, but you will not go in. And then in the train, you, you in the dream you ask, but why? It's almost like a the the line was almost like the second line, like a the yellow line or some stuff. And then the another train will come again, and then you will enter. Now there are some things I don't see clearly in the dream, but as you are telling me the dream and its explanation, the Lord say that there is a second wind that has come upon you today. You didn't miss the first one; it wasn't just the time. And now the second one has come upon you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the new opening, even in job and in work. I prophesy. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Amen. Amen. Come take a microphone. Come stay here. Climb this place. We get announcements on you. You will not fail. The fair, the fair, the underlying fair in your heart, in your mind, you know that God has called it for more. That's an underlying fair. I come against every fair. I rebuke every spirit of fear in the name of Je Yeah. For the Lord has not given the spirit of shame. Yes, Lord. Not a spirit of shame. Not a spirit of shame. Not a spirit of shame destiny indeed as your name has been so i prophesy you have a destiny you have a future i decree no fear
Look at me. You have to cry. You're not going to survive. You're going to leave. And the Lord said to tell you, you haven't made a mistake. There is no shame and there is no fear. If God be God, I know what I see. Congratulations. God bless you.